Good evening. Welcome to Taking Sides. I'm your host, Al Walsh. And we are brought to you by no one. Ha, we are sponsorless, folks. But as always, you know, I'm joined by Paulie Paul Reyes. You can catch him on Twitter at Game Day Facts. Uh, you can catch me on Twitter at 14a.walsh. And make sure you follow the show. We don't have many followers there. Probably get a better hold of us. Uh, on our personal accounts, but if you want to follow the show, you make sure you do so at Taking Sides. How is that for a sell job on our own Twitter? We're probably not going to answer you there, but, you know, you might as well do it. Sorry, if, for those of you listening, you're just hearing a slow clap, but that was, uh, that was very important, and today is very important because it's our first show since Mr. Alan Walsh can say his NFL team are Super Bowl champions. That's right. That, I mean, that's some incredible stuff right there, my friend. I don't know how you... I don't know how you put it into words, kind of just how this whole how this whole year's been, really, to tell you, too. It's been so weird. I got to uh, win a Stanley Cup. Well, I got to win. My team got to win a Stanley Cup, and then we got to win the Super Bowl, and there was no celebration. There was no champagne popping. It was just here with the lady, with the dog, you know, kind of probably – that's probably for the best at 36 years of age, though, you know? Like, I don't need to be climbing the telephone pole in, in the middle of Bayonne, you know? Yeah, but you would. Oh, you're damn right I would have. So you so wait, are these your first two titles of your life? No, second. Uh and the and the oh, time that you had the Bucks what 10 years ago, whatever it was? Uh 2000 so it was the 2002 season, but the Super Bowl, you know, played in January 2003 and then Tampa won the Stanley Cup in 2004. That Bucks team is 18 years ago. Yeah, oh my god, dude. Oh, oh, that was oh. that Super Bowl was their last playoff win. Uh, this is how you make yourself feel old. Yay. Oh my God. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's certainly been that long. Wow. That's I'm, I'm happy for you now. Now I have the longest drought with the, uh, with the New York football giants. What is your situation there with the years? With what? What's the situation with the years? The giants won in uh 11. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Am I am I re- remembering? Correctly? No, 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 I think so. I think so. I uh, I'm trying to remember because Yankees I knew mo- nine. Yeah, I moved in 2011. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that was the year. Yeah, but that's that's crazy. You know, the Knicks are a dumpster fire. They're doing that ain't better. happening. They're doing better now. Look, the Knicks are going to make the playoffs. It's going to be amazing. First, I don't know about that. Are we sure about that? Yeah, because extra teams make the playoffs. They'll at least be in the play-in. How many? How many get there? So it's usually eight. Instead, it's ten. Okay. Um, I I finally just got onto like taking NBA seriously this week. Uh, over at us dash odds dot com, you can find uh, the NBA articles that I had there. So first night, uh, which was Tuesday, I ended up going three and one. Uh, last night two and two, kind of some weird happenings there, but um. Yeah, getting some pretty good trends out there, you know, through the first few games. Um, you know, you're going to start seeing a lot of different things happen with NBA, especially, you know, these, you know, they play by far the most grueling travel schedule out there. Uh, you could say hockey plays back-to-back too, but guess what? The roster size is half as much. So the way that they make these guys fly around in the NBA, back-to-back nights, you know, four games and six nights, three games and four nights. Uh, you know, it, it takes some help. So you'll find these trends all over the place if you look for them. And you look for them in my articles, my friend. 
on you. You're making a you're making a weird face. Was that the the Landon C burrito or? No, that was I was my uh, okay. So <laughs> since the pandemic, I I'm you know I'm moving. I'm a homeowner. Yeah, now, yay for me. But I'm currently in. I'm living with my parents temporarily, and there isn't a television in my bedroom. So okay, I've, I've been watching way too much television on my tiny little iPhone. So, okay. Like I can, I can actively feel my vision getting worse. And that was me just trying to read something. Gotcha. Trouble reading it, which is just completely and utterly terrible. I need to stop watching television on my phone or wear my glasses while I'm, while I'm on my phone. Is that typically where, where you watch the phone then? Or that's where you watch the TV on the, uh, on the phone? Yeah, because like I don't want to go into the main room with the big TV. Let you know, like, like I just want my. I'm in my. That's own the sacred place. land over there. Yeah, you know, it's it's that's mom and dad's television. I don't want to mess with it. Let them watch whatever they want, and I'll watch uh, television on a uh, two by four cell phone. <laughs> that is awfully nice of you. Hey, you know what? Sometimes if I gotta get to bed or whatever, my college basketball game on something like that. So. No, nobody's better than anybody. Come on, we're on the gambling game. So, speaking of that gambling game, how did you fare on the Super Bowl? Amazing. Nice, very good. Okay, first, just so I can put my my hair away, um, this is how much I care about this podcast and our Take a Side game because this is about three months of growth just in case – I happened to lose, take a side, and I needed to frost my tips. But I tell you, that's just special right there. But, but after 17 weeks of the regular season and four weeks of playoffs, is that right? Yeah. So 21 weeks. Well, five if you want to be a dick and count the bye, but go on. Okay. So, so 22 weeks is how many months? Uh, 22 weeks. That's got to be right, like. Yeah, a little more than five. Okay, so this wasn't five full months, but it was close. Four or five months, yeah. But I'm going to put it away, and the next time we're on the air, I'm going to look like a normal person again. Because after five and a half months of playing Take a Side, yours truly, Polly Parlays, and Al Walsh ended up in a tie. Yeah, that's amazing, uh, especially the deficit that I had. And you know what it was? It was when I started pulling out the, the money line wins, really, when uh, – Really, when it when it got that wild, I, I can't believe that it happened that way. Um, when you when you bet on the Super Bowl, were you buck spread or money line? I didn't bet the Super Bowl because I had the two futures tickets. Ah, oh, got you. Got you. So, so I took a bunch. I took a lot of props. Um, I ultimately, oh, I won the first quarter in my nice, so nice. I, I, I put up a big, juicy zero in the box department this year. There was, there was, a, uh, there was a, an extra point right when the Bucks scored right before the end of the first half. I needed that. I needed suck up to, uh, to miss the extra point, and I would have won halftime. But I was not, I was not cheering that on. Because I know I would have won that, then Mahomes comes storming back and the Chiefs win. I can't have that in my life. You needed suck up to suck up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and especially as a money line better, like it wouldn't have even been like a one point win. It would have been like, you know, I, I just I needed to win outright. I'm so I went money line. About, of course I did. I went money line 
last three playoff Tampa wins. So, you know, having – and again, none of those were over 200. I feel like that's a key number when we look at a lot of these different games where we look at a team like the Chiefs and say, hey, they should beat the Buccaneers. And you don't see them over minus 200 on the money line. You're like, what the heck? I understand the Bucs been playing really well, but – that, that 200 number just always sticks out to me. So the Bucks were under uh, that 200 – or I'm sorry, that plus 200 threshold uh, at the Saints, at the Packers. And then they come back home to win the Super Bowl and then just have just a magical boat ride party. I mean, that that's what it's all about right there. I know you've been seeing that shit out there on Twitter, Paul. Oh, you mean the greatest catch of all time by Cameron Gray? Oh, my God. The catch, too. That was – like, how do you do that? <laughs> I'm just thinking about it as like a normal person. Like yeah. me and you. You have the Lombardi trophy. And like, oh, you know what? There's another boat right behind me. Let's throw it. <laughs> oh man. And he, he caught it. Like what was amazing is that Brake caught it on the ball. Like that that's what fast number one, you got Brady like winding up, winding up, and then I'm just like, how is he going to catch this? I think they must have practiced because aerodynamically, he expected that ball coming that way, you know, because that big Lundgren, you know, part at the top, that comes that comes quick. Well, that was my first thought is, is this like axe throwing where somebody's <laughs> That's, but that's it. That's exactly what it is. Just like that. But it was, it was, he caught it so easily too. Like, I was just like, uh, that's a, that's like a, a trophy. It's worth a lot of money. What? These these guys these guys have zero respect for the Vince Lombardi trophy. And it was funny. Remember during the Super Bowl, they did that hologram thing of Vince Lombardi with the the video there. Uh, I forgot back before uh, when Gronk won one with the Patriots, he like bumped a ball at a Red Sox game with the trophy. Uh, yeah, I think it got like a dent in it or something like. like Oh, I do remember that. They just, they're just like, well, like we've won so many times. This is our trophy. We're going to do what we want with it. Yeah, I saw some some ridiculous <laughs> but something else, like same boat. So same breath because Gabbert was on oh. Brady's boat. I, I saw posts of like messing with like Blaine Gabbert now has more Super Bowl championships than or has the same amount of Super Bowl titles as Aaron Rodgers. I'm like, this is so stupid, but it's like it's true. Yeah, you know who wrote that? Me. What? Yes. Yes, I did. I wrote. I go. Can we? Can we all? I tweeted it. I said, can we all talk about the big story from last night? That Blaine Gabbert now has as many Super Bowls as Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees. I mean, come on. By the way, I got a huge order that came in this week. Nice, nice, very nice. So I go uh, three Samoas, three Tagalongs, one S'mores, and one Thin Mints. That is a hell of an order. Well, yeah, I mean, it's going to last me, what, till the end of the weekend, so. Is that all you're eating? You eat, like, four cookies? That's it. That's it. Yeah. I got a lot of chicken going bad in the fridge. I ate but no. I mean, you got to support the the Girl Scouts out there. They make some fantastic cookies. You know, it's money that's going to a good cause. But Aziz Aziz Anzari has this great part in his stand-up because he was talking about, you know, how, like, Chick-fil-A is, like, people won't need it because, uh, you know, their beliefs or whatever. He's like, imagine there was a food that you could support such a great cause with, you know? It's like, ah, it is the Girl Scouts. They have the girls' cookies. So thank you, ladies. 
doing a hell of a job out there on the trails. Thank you. I feel like the only Girl Scout cookies I ever eat are the the Thin Mints. Yeah, that that's the that's the hot seller for sure. I don't know why, but then I then I think that that ultimately made me like mint chocolate chip ice cream because they taste similar. I'm a big fan. Yeah. Right. And like, but then there's people who are very anti-mint ice cream. Sure. They're all weirdos. Mint chocolate chip gets the job done. Yeah. It's very good. I mean, I, I would say it's more of like a senior uh, aged ice cream, you know, because you don't need any of the whipped cream and the sprinkles. Like you just, you go with that with just the ice cream. That, see, I come with the frills. I come with the whipped cream, uh, the caramel sauce. The, I'm a huge sprinkle. I go over the top with the sprinkles. It's ridiculous. One of my favorite toppings, very underrated, is the peanut butter sauce. Oh, yeah. Like, I got not, that. If you're not allergic to peanuts, <laughs> do the peanut butter sauce with hot fudge. That combo, okay. ooh, that combo is so good. You know, so chocolate chip cookie dough is my big go-to. So sometimes what I'll do, I'll put a, a big glob of peanut butter at the bottom of the bowl, and then I'll just put the ice cream around that glob of peanut butter and then go in with peanut butter on each scoop of chocolate chip cookie dough. Yep, I'd like to, to welcome all of our fans to gluttonous.com. Oh, yeah. That's our new show. We're, uh, we're going to teach you how to be a fat person from the Northeast. I, uh, I, you're talking to a, su- a former super fat kid. Now I'm just kind of a fat kid, but you know, I know, I, I know all the tricks of the trade, baby. I was never a fat kid until recently where now I am fat, but I used to never, ever be fat. But I guess I'm at the point in my life now that if I don't exercise, I get fat where it used to be nothing. Yeah. So, you know what? I, I just try not to eat. And then sometimes it, you know, goes away. Sometimes it doesn't. But I'll try to drink my dinner, you know? Since it got really cold, I like – oh. No, but I like exercising outside. Like I, I don't like riding a bike. I don't like a treadmill. Not a Peloton subscriber. No. I have a couple friends that are – and they, they, they told me that in my new, my new place I should just get one. Like it will be a great thing because it's social while, while it's also good exercise. But yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, you know what? In about a month I can run outside again. So as long as I don't gain another like four to six pounds, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. For me, once I got above 230 during COVID, I was like, whoa. And it was like, it was a healthy like 232 bordering into 233. And then at that point, I was just like, all right, like we can't eat as much pasta as we do. When I, so the last time I went to my doctor for a checkup, she named the things that I wasn't supposed to eat. (laughs) <laughs> that's everything because my cholesterol is high and i drink too much so she starts so this is what she goes she goes okay number one i want you to excuse me excuse me i want you to have less beer if you're going to drink have wine or straight liquor and yeah. i'm like okay phase one i can do that and then she goes also uh cut down on pasta bread and cheese and i just looked at her oh and processed meat and I just looked at her and said, the seven things that you just named is my <laughs> And she goes, she, she goes, and she pauses and I go, oh, and coffee. That literally yeah. the whole diet. See, I've, got, I've gotten into coffee a lot more. I got this awesome thing. It's like a, uh, like you, you put the, the coffee grinds, you know, it's all ground up. 
you put it in there and it's almost like the Brita filter or like the strainer where you dump it down in there, it soaks overnight, and then you got iced coffee in the morning. And I go with a shit ton of creamer and it's amazing. Nice. So it's yeah. like a, it's sort of like a, a weird version of French press. Yeah, like a like you're doing it right there and then. You know what it is? You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna name it right now. It's the Jersey Soak. <laughs> That's great. Oh, oh man, I should have coined that when we were when they were making those devices. And you know, and, and I, you know, I don't know what your thing is now with coffee. If you're allowed back on it, or you are at any point, dude, it's eighteen bucks. It's amazing. No, I, of course I can have coffee, but like I was having like four or five cups a day. So I just needed to cut back because that's just not healthy for anyone. Mm. You know? I got to tell my boy about that because I actually, when I got it, I was like, yo, you got to get this. And he got it immediately and he was like, this is the shit. So now we're going to be the Jersey Soakers. It's going to be amazing. What, uh, what, what profits did you hit during the Super Bowl? So... So I went two for 15. Oh, no. But they were good because they were two that I, I okay. paid a little more money on. So I, I ended up on prop bets betting just under 200, and I made back just over 100. Okay. On, the, on just those two. So, so let's say I lost about 100. I won the box pool, and I won on the bucks. Nice. For 550. So it was a very profitable day. But the two that I got were – uh, first score Kansas City field goal. Okay. And then I had to wait the entire rest of the game to hit the under. Everything, wow, very nice. Everything in between I got wrong. Very got cool. Oh, I, I, well, I hit two others, but they were within a parlay, so it didn't count. It was, okay. uh, it was Clyde Edwards-Alaire over receiving and Clyde Edwards-Alaire over rushing. But it gotcha. didn't matter because it was only two legs of a six-leg idiot parlay. What about nice. you? Yeah. So I actually, uh, DraftKings had a really, I don't know, you know, what it was for, but they gave me a, a 55% profit boost uh, just on a max bet for 50 bucks. So I did, I put that towards the Bucks money line, and then I added more on top of it. So that alone right there was was the day. Uh, and then and then also uh, Travis Kelsey over 97 and a half receiving yards. I knew Ashley Tyreek Hill torched them during the regular season. They were not going to let him do what he, you know, of course he could have had a day, but I thought, you know, they were really going to pay attention to him more than anybody, and Kelsey would benefit because of it. So that ended up working out well. Um, Ronald Jones uh, receiving, you know, he didn't even have a catch. Uh, he only had, It was uh, two and a half over receiving yards he needed to get. He did not get that. I put a couple like five dollar long shots on a lot of the all the buck secondary guys, uh, and also JPP, Shaq Barrett. So I lost some money there, but also oh, I put fifty bucks on Brady to win Super Bowl MVP. Uh, that was plus two hundred, so I doubled that up. And then of course, you know, lost my uh, my classic fifty dollars on the coin toss at the beginning. So you know what it is, though. This was, I think this was my best Super Bowl bet or my best betting Super Bowl in quite some time. But I usually don't lose that coin toss. That tails usually comes up more often than not. So maybe the thing is, if I lose the coin toss, I know it's going to be a good night. That's hysterical. That's, I mean, that's going to make your way. Oh, the one thing I'm so mad about it, but I, it just like I didn't. I wrote about it and then didn't do it. 
which is what's so frustrating, uh, is the the that is a house phone that is ringing. Ah, uh, do you hear that? Yeah. Oh, good. I meant, I meant to say Gronkowski too. I have, but I'll I'll get to that after. I completely so forgot about him. I wrote about the Gatorade, and I knew that. Ah, uh, yeah. And I I knew that orange is what if the Chiefs won, it was going to be orange again because it was orange the year before, which that's okay. what they drink. And then I looked back to Tom Brady Patriots Super Bowls, and it was always blue. So I wrote that you should bet on both, and if the Bucks win, blue will hit. That is exactly what happened, and it was like nine or ten to one, and I just didn't make the bet. And I'm <laughs> like, when I saw the video, I was just like, "Whoops!" But Jeez. I, I, if I had if I hadn't won all the other like the big bet, the big wins I made, I made, it would have been so frustrating. Instead, I just kind of laughed it off. Cause what would I would have put up? I put maybe 10 bucks on it. And I, yeah. Uh. Yeah. The Gatorade one is usually the most fun because you know, the, the odds are always great, but um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's amazing. It was <sighs> like, it's so what it is, is sort of like what, the team and the players actually like to drink where, where that's why it was like logically illogical, but it was like, wait, blues happened in like of Brady's six. It happened like four times. So I was like, all right, that those odds are crazy. Like red was the hot color because that's the color of the chiefs and the bucks. And I'm like, that's idiotic. The players don't like the fruit punch one. So they don't even have it on the sideline. <laughs> it's the truth like i know it's funny to talk about it that way but it's the one that gets poured on the coach is whatever they have the most of and that's gonna yeah. be what players like the most and that's always it's orange or blue at this point some people get in on the lemon lime right like if yep. you're, if you're in a in a bodega and you're grabbing a grabbing a gatorade what color do you grab wow i think either the clear or the purple also, you're you're kind of unique. Yeah, I go orange, then yellow, then blue, and then everything else. Okay. What what's I feel like the purple tastes like Robitussin. It's great. No, absolutely not. And and what's it's funny too because I, I think I think clear is more of like a cherry sort of grape grapeish sort of thing as well. Also, are you anti Powerade? Versus Gatorade? Oh, you know what? You did say Bodega, so they they usually don't have like the fanciest flavors. But all right, in that case, I go orange. If, if, if it's the most basic, I go orange. So orange has been the the flavor that gets poured on the coach the most often because it's the most common. That's great. We need to have like a montage of uh, Gatorade dumpings. Ooh, who's uh? We need we need somebody who's good with video. Who will just do that for us in like five minutes? <laughs> it took me that, like three hours. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. I, I could do it. It would just take a long time. Yeah. Um. Okay. Very nice. Uh. Yeah. Also, you know that that Super Bowl parade for Tampa was pretty amazing. Uh. You know, we we talked about it enough. Yeah. That was kind of cool with, with Tampa. You know, when when you're in a nice place down there like that, you can do some awesome things like have a parade on like a, a river. Uh, the lightning did it. They did the same exact thing. So that's, that's definitely where the bucks got the idea. I know a bunch of them were there at the parade and we're like, you know, yeah, we're going to be doing this later. And sure enough, 
Well, that's that's also a very like cool and unique thing about Tampa. If yeah. people haven't been there, it like literally splits the city, and so many people have cars and they have their boats. Yeah, and that's just normal. So a good friend of mine lives uh, down there in the big, uh, like it's like the buildings like this color. It's right across from where the Lightning play. Okay. And like the one time I went down there, I go into his place. And like we go out on his terrace, and I'm like, I'm like, bro, bro. <laughs> and then he goes, You see that down there? And he points. I'm like, uh, I see a lot of boats. He goes, see the one with the with the blue flag? That one's mine. I'm like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But yeah, so I went, uh, I went there for Yankee spring training, and then I got on a cruise ship out of Tampa. Very nice. The only time I've been down there, it was a lot of fun. Uh, Cigar City Brewery is down there, which is yep. really, which is pretty good too. Very, very nice. What the hell is going on here? Trying to trying to place a wager here, and I'm getting bamboozled here. L- live wagering during taking sides. That's right. I, I, I what, what's it on? That's what I want to know. Uh I, I can't say this one because this is part of that. That package, you know, you know, when you buy a service, you gotta, you gotta keep things that tight to the vest here on that. But we'll just say it's in the college basketball game, and it is, um, it involves one of my favorite college basketball players of all time. I'm gonna say that. Uh, is this a trivia question that I do not know the answer to? I think you might. My, you know, what, what team I like in college basketball, right? Yes. Okay, and famous point guard. Bobby Hurley. Okay. Oh, he's the coach. <laughs> yeah. You'll be so happy. I don't want to go get it, or should I go get it? I, I we we talked about this, and we were going to hit it later in the show. Uh-huh. I started getting into trading cards again. I found like seven Bobby Hurley rookie cards. Get out! Yeah, I need them. I need them all. Okay. I'm going to put you on hold. You're going to see. You're going to see this stuff behind me while I go across the room. I'm packing everyone who's watching. I'm sorry. It is a Depends diaper box behind me. Oh, no. My grandmother is living with us, and I needed a box to put books in. (laughs) She was done with it. So these are not my Depends. They are my grandmother's. It's an empty box, but you're going to see that for a second behind me. Very nice. This is big, folks. This is big. So Bobby Hurley, for a lot of people that don't know, fantastic. Yeah, fantastic uh, point guard for Duke back when they won the, the Final Four back in with 91, uh, 92. Ends up going to Sacramento Kings. Really bad car accident. And uh, just, you know, completely derailed his NBA career after that. But, yeah, he, he uh, Bobby Hurley, man, he, he's such a great story. Just kind of like a, you know, little guy playing with all these, like, rough and tough dudes here in Jersey and, you know, made it out to Duke. So, you know. Him and Christian Leitner did not get along, like at all. But they were they were damn good on the court together. Okay, are you ready? You're gonna. Love I it. am. You might you might be inheriting this card. It's really awesome. Yes. Oh my god! I know that card. I've had it. I've had it. My life. That's a really good one. Let me see what else I got. Oh my god! That's nostalgia. Name a random player from the nineties. And they're probably in this book somewhere. That's amazing. Um, I was clearly a huge 
Chris Weber fan because I have like, uh-huh. like ten of his. J.R. Ryder. Love J.R. Ryder. Harold Miner. Harold Miner, baby Jordan. Tom Gugliotta. <laughs> good one. One of the best to do it. One of the best. Ooh, remember Walt Williams? He was on those Kings too. I did. Oh my god. Yeah, so he was the seventh pick overall, right? Yeah. So this is one of those like year by year ones. So you have Lamond Murray on one side and Bob and Bobby on the other. Very cool. Yeah, he um yeah, he uh you know, right here in the Jersey area, he was like an absolute he's god. A, he's arguably the greatest player in Jersey basketball history. Absolutely. Absolutely. He was legendary of the St. Anthony's in Jersey City. Uh, one of the uh, one of the best best teams to ever come out of the state of New Jersey. So yeah, his, his dad is absolutely legendary, and that's where he got it from. So uh, this is you know this is definitely cool. I saw breaking news here. Um, uh, it's not breaking news. I hate I hate it, man. It's Rob Gronkowski says Chiefs should have signed Super Bowl intruder. He actually scored. That was breaking news on my phone. Breaking news. That's not yeah. breaking news. Whoever is creating that news. Stop with the clickbait, people. <laughs> it's funny, though, because you just see it at the top of your phone. Hey, by the way, so since I know that, you know, I said we, we would talk about it later in the show, but since you just pulled out the trading cards, what's going on? Like, why is this so big right now? Why are so many people like into trading cards? Because, again, you and I are both right around the same age. Um, and trading cards was the fit, like that was everything back when we were what 10, probably like somewhere around there. Um, why, why has it come back? So, the biggest explanation as to why it's come back is people who were kids during COVID needed something to do, and now they have money. Is yeah, it's literally, it's all the people from our age group who used to do this, and this stuff is now hot again. where you're sitting around your house. You can't leave. You're, you just need something to do. And, you know, we're all kids at heart. And that's the long and the short of it where I've started doing it with three different friends from high school where we, we buy packs. We open them online together. Um, we, we buy into breaks where we're like pick a – so tonight at 10 o'clock, I paid $7 for, to, to watch someone in Texas – open three boxes of cards and I get every player on the Rams for seven dollars. Really? Means he can open all the boxes and I can get nothing and he, wow. just, and he just keeps seven bucks. See that part that part's fun where it's like there's a game to it, you know? Right. And that's like look if I get a Cam Akers rookie card, pays for itself. If yeah. I, if I get really lucky and I get like an auto card and it's an Aaron Donald or an old school Falk or something like that, then I'll make real money. But Typically, most of the base cards, if you're lucky, they sell for a dollar. Okay. Where it's the good, it's the, the special cards or the hot cards that when you get those and you can resell them, then you're making some money. Where like the NFL card right now is Justin Herbert, where because he just won Rookie of the Year, and like that's the hot card. Interesting. I can't believe it. Yeah, because you were telling me. 
you had the Derek Jeter rookie card there. I was like, oh my god! And you're like, that's ten bucks. But this Herbert rookie card, how? How in the hell? The times have certainly changed. But um, you know, it's interesting too because right, you know, back back in the day, we all kind of started at at the same point, which was all right. You go buy as many packs, you get your cards, you collect them. Now it's like, all right, if you were smart and kept your cards, you know, in a in a safe place, or you just were lucky enough to have them there, you're starting ahead of the game. Whereas me, I have no idea where my Shacks, where my Ken Griffey's, where my, you know, Tim Hardaway's are. And I don't know where these cards are right now. Uh, but and that pisses me off because I got some really damn good ones there. It's what'll piss you off more is when you find them and you look them up and you realize that they're worth nothing. <laughs> well, then, all right, but still, dude, I have like four rookie cards. At most, they're worth four Griffey rookie cards. The best one is worth like four dollars. Um, That's amazing. I have, I have about ten to fifteen Shack rookie cards. There is one that's worth like fifteen. The rest are worth nothing. Bro, the Shack, the Shack rookie cards back in the day were like. You mean this one? That I know the one that you're talking about, and I have it right next to me. If you had the Shaq rookie card, that was like basically. You mean this? Like one? having a black card? Yes, that one. That that exact the Fleur Ultra rookie gold. Is that one? Oh, oh my god! Uh, hold on, but yep, I remember that one. All rookie, dude. Yes, I had I had all of these. Christian Leitner's. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, sorry for the glare. Um, and here's here, this is a cool one. This is him. In, this is him in high school. Jeez, is that, a, uh, is that David a, Robinson, right? No, that's Shaq. No, really? Wait, how do I get the glare to go away? Oh, it was the yeah. There you go. There you go. Okay, hundred percent Shaq. Yeah, that first the first Shaq one. That's an iconic. The Flu Ultra Gold. Yep, I know that. See, I got all these. You had all those. I got all these. Damn. Yeah, the good not because Griffey was my boy. Like that's. That's the uh, that's the one that I really hate that I don't have anymore. I just dropped my J Kid rookie. Very cool. Very cool. I gotta pick this up because I'm dropping it on the floor. Yeah, I gotta see if I can get back into this somehow. I've seen a lot of people talking about it on Twitter. Uh, it seems you know seems like an interesting gig. You know, if you and if you can make some money off it, of course that that's where it's at. But you know, I will continue to waste my money in the betting game. Thank you. Here's the last one I'll show to you, and this will this will make you understand cards. And, and why it's me, I do understand no, cards. No, no. Like you're saying you're sad that you didn't find all your cards. Right. This is a Pedro Martinez rookie card. Oh, wow. It is worth 99 cents. Oh, geez. Is that insane? When I found it, I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. He's on the Dodgers. Looked it up. I just, like, I just, it's so ridiculous. Justin Herbert. I mean, look, great year, kid, but you ain't your card ain't worth more than Derek Jeter or Shaq. That's just ridiculous. But it is. But it is. Yeah, I guess so. Um, all right, let's uh, let's talk because we saw some Pakoda uh, numbers out there for MLB this year. One of the things that I was very interested in, he said, Mets are predicted to win the division this year. Where uh, where can the people find this if they want to they want to follow along? Uh, you could, you could go to to get at Game Day Facts. I just, I literally just retweeted it. Gotcha. There we go. Um, but uh, MLB, their handle tweeted it out nine hours ago. That's where I pulled it from. Okay. Um, 
you want to start with the American League or the National League? Um, we can do the American League. I will say, though, the NL East is like, what? But we'll get there. American League. Okay, so looking at it right there, Yankees, no surprise. The Tops projected to have 97.4 wins. Houston, uh, close second there at 93 wins. And then Minnesota uh, would be the ones out of the NL Central that they say at 90.6. You know, I'm a little surprised to see Cleveland above Chicago there in the AL Central. Kind of, uh, you know, Tampa Bay, I would think, probably a little better than 86 wins. Uh, they had such a fantastic year last year. And they just, you know, they retool that roster with whoever they put on the field. Um Toronto expected to make some noise this season. We'll, we'll see how that ends up going, but third place there over Boston, uh, definitely worthy. And I think everything else kind of plays itself out, although AL West, uh, Los Angeles Angels, 86 and a, uh, 86.8 wins over Oakland at 79.6. I don't know. That, that certainly hasn't been the case in years past, but um, we shall see. What is, what did the Angels do this offseason? Anything noteworthy? Wait, why am I blacking out? Yeah, I know the answer is yes. I know that they – well, number one, they're going to have um, Ian Desmond, right? No, what's his name? The guy that they got from the Nets last year. He'll be back. I uh, run down. Thank you. I just oh my, look, look who I Well, I knew that that was I knew that that move happened the year before, but right, but they did not have him at, at all last season, which obviously makes a difference to your team. Nah, he played last year, no. No, he got hurt or didn't play at all. Um the uh massive transaction, they uh signed New York Mets great Juan Lagaris. Look at that. They so they just traded for Dexter Fowler. Nah, Paul, damn it. He played 52 games last year. Uh, what? Oh, yeah. Why did I think that he didn't play? Because the Angels weren't any good. Uh, Otani will be back. That makes a difference. Yeah. I saw Alex Cobb they got. He's like one of the worst pitchers, but he gets absolutely <laughs> rocked. But he, he eats innings. He eats innings. He gets absolutely rocked in these AL East ballparks. Uh, although... The Angel Stadium, very underrated short ports there in right field that that does not get enough uh, recognition. And the freaking home run wall, it's like they, they made the line, like, you know, not too high up the wall. So all you got to do is, like, hit it, you know, maybe like a quarter of the way up the wall and you got a homer. But, yeah, that, that is a very underrated uh, part of, of Angel's field there. They also got Jose Quintana. Love me some Quintana. Um, oh, they got Rossiel Iglesias as their closer now. Okay. That, that's good. Um, I'm seeing who else I see that I haven't seen there in the past. Yeah, Dexter Fowler going there. Junior Junior Garrett, not terrible. Dylan Bundy back. I like that. Kurt Suzuki. Wow, okay. Yeah, Andrew Andrew Haney, he's a good pitcher there. He get he gets a lot of strikeouts. Justin Upton, is he does he still play baseball? <laughs> yeah, he see, I think that's the one you that's the guy that you were definitely that's thinking about. Probably what I'm thinking. That is, yeah, that's exactly who I knew about. someone in the middle of their lineup didn't play last year. All right. You're for, you're forgiving. You're forgiving. And, and Albert Pujols will continue to make money doing nothing. 
<laughs> oh goodness. Uh, any any surprises for you there? So of the the two that you said, I completely agree. I, I that the White Sox are uh, projected to have less wins than Cleveland. I just don't understand that at all. Um, and the A's are very similar to the Rays, where they always find a way to do it and do it better than you think they're going to do. Yeah. And the Angels are the opposite of that, where you always think they're going to do well and then they don't. Because, like, it's just amazing where you have the best player in baseball and you can't get him into the playoffs. It's, it's absolutely fascinating. So one thing that stands out to me is that we just saw a trade yesterday with uh, the Boston Red Sox, Kansas City Royals, and the New York Mets. You, you're probably going to have to help me out on the guy that the that the Mets got, but Andrew Benintendi going to Kansas City is a very interesting move, and everybody is losing their damn minds on Twitter. I got a hot take. I don't think Benintendi's that good. Uh, very off year last year, and look, the year before – um, you know, he, it, I guess it's a little easier when you're in a lineup there, Mookie Betts and JD Martinez and all these other guys, you know, Kansas City's got a pretty nice lineup there at the top, obviously slides off a little bit there at the bottom, but I mean, I, I watched a lot of Red Sox games last year. I've had Andrew Benintendi on my fantasy team in the last two years and, um, I, I don't know. I, I don't like what I see. Uh, I, I certainly am not uh, Clint Eastwood in that baseball movie where I'm a where I'm an old and, and dying scout. But just you know, just based off what I see from the guy, I, I think he's hit. I think he's set to uh, you know kind of fall a little further down on the plateau. And I think the Red Sox made a pretty decent move here. Well, uh, Benintendi is only good when he knows what's coming because they were cheating the year that he did great. So I absolutely agree with you. I don't think when you know what's coming, it's it's easy. Yeah. Oh, and coming, and I'm sorry. To, I'm sorry to cut you off. It was it was the last two years, not not just last year. I know he only played 14 games last year, but sorry, no. go on. Sorry. But if you look at the years that he was extremely good, those were the years that we know the Red Sox were cheating. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. So yeah, if he knows a fastball is coming, he can hit it. If he knows a curveball is coming, he can wait and he can hit it. But beyond that, he hasn't been anything very special, but we'll see. You know, Kansas City, it's amazing that it was only, was it five years ago they won a World Series? Yep. Which is crazy because they've been essentially the worst team in baseball since then. I think six. I think six years. But all right, whatever. Five, six years. So close. It was 15. So, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, yeah, and again, that's not exactly a hitter's haven there in Kansas City. So, well, look, Benintendi will probably got second or fifth in that lineup, so he has some form of value because that's you know, if he's towards the top of that lineup, hitting behind Merrifield in front of Sal Perez, like that gives you value because they'd rather throw to you than those guys. Yeah, so I'm looking here, uh, but this team, this article was put out back in. Jesus, what was that? Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, it was it was in December of 2020, but uh, look, they got some pretty decent guys here in the lineup: Merrifield, Alberto Mondesi, Jorge Soler, uh, Carlos Santana is there right now. Did not know that. Hunter Dozier, 
guy that can hit. But Francie Cordero, that's the guy that's actually on the move. He's he's going to Boston, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, good pickup there for him uh, or for the Red Sox there. But I would I would assume that's probably where Benintendi goes. Maybe somewhere like like you said in the five, possibly even the six hole. Let him let him work his ways out there. So you know, Merrifield and Mondesi, I feel like they probably got. You know, one, two, lockdown. You could even put Soler. You could even put Benintendi there, three, even. You know, try it out at first, see how it goes. But I don't know. Royals are obviously their pitching is going to suck. But yeah, we'll see. Look, that that there is a chance that there will be fans in the stands again for opening day is just awesome. Yeah, I'm not. I got to tell you, I'm not a fan of you know how long they made us wait for baseball last year. And I did say to myself, I wasn't going to buy any merchandise, any, uh, anything for MLB. Now I did buy the package. It was $60 for 60 games or 60 days of games, whatever. So, you know, not a bad deal at all, but I, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to go to base, if I'm in a rush to go to baseball games anytime soon. You can't get in anyway. You have to be a season ticket holder. That Those are the only people that are getting in this season. Okay. Then what the hell are you talking about? I ain't no season ticket holder. People will still be there. <laughs> you can take someone's season tickets, duh. It, it won't be me or you, but somebody will be in the ballpark. The one I'm really excited to go to a Nets game again. That's my that's my one that I need in before anything. But that's going to be tough too. It's gonna oh be, my god! It's going to be ten percent, and it's going to it starts with only season ticket holders. Yeah, just saying. I put a lot of money into that team uh, in the three four years leading up to. Last year, so you should write write them a letter and tell them that. I bet you, I bet you hear back from them. Back back when I was buying the tickets, they freaking dude, they loved me. Hey, won't you have free tickets tonight? Dude, blah blah blah. No, no more. Now that I ain't buying tickets, come on. You, would you like free tickets because we are in last place? Well, no, yeah, no. But the year that that I worked in Manhattan with you guys, like they they made the playoffs that year. Like those were good games. That was uh, that was the D'Angelo year, right? Yes, that with the Ashley hookup. Yeah, yeah, nice. That was, dude. I went to so many games. <laughs> well, it was it was easy to just pop like right after work to pop on the train and then just boop boop right over. Yeah, loved it. Now we're not even allowed out of our houses. Nope i uh, I left my house today. I drove a car. I came back home. <laughs> Where'd you go? I just needed to get out of the house. Where'd you go? I went to my favorite burrito place. Oh, so that so yeah, why don't you tell us about this land and sea burrito? Oh my god. Okay, number one, we have to thank uh Chalupas uh, <laughs> on Long Island for for sponsoring my food coma prior to the show. Um, there is a land and sea burrito, it is number two on the menu. You get you get not only do you get delicious steak. But you also get shrimp inside the burrito that is the size of my head. <laughs> nice. Oh my! Look, it's so good. Once you can come back out here, we'll I'll take you to Chalupas. So you can entice me with that big burrito, but if you come out this way, we will be more civilized people. But Taqueria—that's that's the spot out here in Jersey now. They're, you know, they're smaller tacos, but you just get a shit ton of them. And and, and, the, and the same thing with the $8 margaritas, you know, it's where it's at. What about that pizza that was on your 
<laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god, you got to tell me about that. You know what's funny? All right, so that uh, three brothers in Bayonne, New Jersey. So it's actually a couple blocks uh, away from where I live, and you would think I'd get it a lot more, but you saw like. You know, if you want to go to Twitter, fourteen you could check out. Uh, you know, you gotta have to go down a lot, but uh, to the Super Bowl day. But this pizza, it is just what are we got twelve slices of Sicilian glory with meatball on top of it. it. Oh, Jesus, it's amazing. Yeah, when I when I saw that picture on your Twitter feed, I texted you and was like, "Tell me about it." <laughs> and you're like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "Uh." That's all. I, I Fat Paul came, came out there and was like, "I don't care how you are. I'm not congratulating you on the Super Bowl." Right. I got. I'm not gonna lie. I had a lot of guys slide in my DMs about where I got that pizza. It was strange. It was a lot. I wasn't ready for it. And that's the move. Uh, but I no. I, but again, like I, I don't like getting. So when I was poor. You know, not like I'm like rich, but like when I was like poor, poor, like going through college, I would get that pizza and it would be my like meal for the week. Like I would eat a slice, you know, here and there because it's, it's so damn filling, you know? Yep. But, and again, it's like that whole pie right there that you saw, that's 18 bucks too. That's insane. Yeah. yeah I know you with the New York prices. You're getting gouged out there on the island. How much was that burrito the size of your head? Like 30 bucks? No, it's like a, like 10 or 11 bucks. <laughs> I, how, how is the Mexican scene out in Long Island? It's just normal. But, but so where the area of Huntington that this place is in uh-huh. um, is, is very – there's a lot of Spanish people live there. Okay. So, oh, so you're going to be in your glory. So I go. I you're go, gonna love it out there. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, go, I go there, and like, that's what they're good at. They like, it's their food. It's not like it's not like me working at Chipotle, being like, "Would you like an extra scoop of our dried out chicken?" <laughs> <laughs> so the people that that run that place, Taqueria, that I was telling you about. So that's actually in Jersey City. Uh, the people that run that place, they are straight from LA. So they have, like, Dodgers and Lakers stuff all over the place. Uh, Justin Tuck, JPP, used to go there all the time when they played for the Giants. A lot of different Giants will go there from time to time. But it's it's definitely – Paul, when, when shit was popping over the summer, that's the place to be. Where? Takaria, my man. All right. I'll, I'll make a stop there. That's, uh, that's near my future office if it's in Jersey City. That, yo, that's right. Lunch all the time. Yeah, I, I also it, since uh, the place I bought is on Long Island, I'm gonna need to like have a room somewhere in Jersey that I can also live in because then I don't have to commute. Where I'm not gonna say your company name, but where in Jersey City are they in the uh, Exchange Place area? Uh, I don't know the address. I've never. Been okay. There. I've only worked from home. It's on the water. It's beautiful. All right, so it's probably Exchange Place. It's like, but yeah, that so Takaru is probably like a. You know, like a f- quick five-minute drive up, but it's it's not walking distance. It's in the building. It's not it's not walking distance, but it's a quick drive. Okay. From that office, so. But yeah, uh, yeah, once the office reopens, then I I'll I'll hit you up every day. Be like, where should I eat? 
Because <sighs> you know the area. I don't know the area. Yeah. I got I to I see where this office is. It's on the water. I, I, you want me to get you the address? Yes. Okay, one second. One second. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know the address. I got to look it up. I'll give you the street is come on, come on. It's Hudson. It's Hudson Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's Exchange Place over there. Okay. The one, the one thing you know how you said you didn't want to drive in that that Exchange Place connects directly to the World Trade, so that is that is an option. If I commute, I will drive. I'm not taking three forms of public transportation to get to work. Well, I was going to say you could drive drive down to World Trade and then pop it over, but I, I see it, it's probably not even worth it. At that point, I'll just drive. You know? Oh man, they are going to shwack you. Actually, you know, you got to sign up for this thing because if you're crossing Jersey, New York, as a worker, you get a uh, you get a discount on your Easy Pass. Nice. Yep. I, so I, I also get a discount on my taxes because I'm paying in both states right now, so I get one of them back. Thankfully. Good shit. Good shit. Well, um, there's this thing where like they share. I don't know what it is. <laughs> we uh, we didn't talk about the NL uh, on this here. We're coming up on an hour, so we can kind of end on this note here. But uh, with the with the National League here, I gotta pull it up. We're we were searching for too many things in Jersey got, City. The, the Dodgers, the only team with uh, yes above a hundred, which is crazy. One hundred three. Which is absurd. And there's any, this is going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be a fun. Like San Diego got even better this year, so the two of those, the two of them going head to head. That's gonna that's gonna turn into the the Dodgers Giants rivalry now, right? Like the Giants have completely fallen off in that godforsaken dread of a hitter's ballpark that they play in, but. You know, the Dodgers and the Padres, like, this is going to be the new rivalry this year. I am so, like, I. it sucks that those people are three hours behind on time, but watching those games all year is going to be fantastic. Yeah, we'll have something to watch late night, every night. With those yeah. two teams, I mean, the, the Dodgers just got better, and the Padres were that upstart team. And then they're like, you know what? Let's get, uh, let's get Blake Snell, you Darvish. Uh, and who's the, the other? I forgot. They got one other guy. Uh, why, why, oh, no, Clevenger. No, they got Clevenger was last year. But look, it doesn't. They're they got two. They did. They got they got two top of the rotation pitchers where they already have Chris Paddock. Um, they're I feel like didn't they get a bullpen? Somebody on the back end of the bullpen. Or, or, I'm am gonna pull the, or am I crazy? Oh, uh, Musgrove was a pitcher that they got. Yeah, they got they got Musgrove, former Houston Astro, uh, was on the uh, the Pirates <sighs> last year. I did not see this. Um, wow, Joey Lucchese to the Mets. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Oh my God, I love Joey. Now I have to hate his guts. Now you got to root for the Mets. Oh, I'm gonna throw off. Oh, don't throw up. Come on. I, I I really would have got sick if uh, Real Muto went to the Mets. That would have been that would have been horrendous. Oh my god, breaking news oh, on my phone. I'm sorry, Bob, I'm sorry. Real Muto traded to the Mets for bag of data. <laughs> I just I almost ran over the dog. Sorry, George. Man. Um 
but yeah, what do you, the Phillies, I feel like they haven't, they're the same team. They didn't do anything. Right? They just, they just signed Brandon Kinsler yesterday who, he, I know, I mean, but again, like they need all the help they can get in the bullpen. David Robertson was supposed to be like a huge savior. He gets injured. Uh, Sir Anthony Dominguez, he was hurt last year. That was a big, you know, last two years really he's been hurt. Um, Sir Anthony Dominguez actually won me a fantasy baseball league one year. So I'm, I, whatever, like he can do no wrong in my eyes. But, uh, I, you know, again, the bullpen is probably going to be the thing that holds this team back. The amount of leads that the Phillies have blown the last, you know, in the strike shortened season and, you know, the last two years, it's disgusting how many. So I'm not even, on, I'm not even, you know, banking on them making the playoffs. They're going to have a very fun team. They did sign Real Muto. They got Didi back, which is huge. Um, you know, they got a pretty good lineup. It, it, again, it's just the bullpen that's that's not going to align with them. And, by the way, I was very happy with Zach Wheeler last year. And I told a lot of people because I said, just because he's leaving the Mets, he's going to be fantastic. But, no, nah, the, kid, the kid's got stuff. That, it's ridiculous to say that that kid was not a good pitcher. Yep. And you got, you're going to have Nola. Or hopefully Arietta bounces back a bit, and then you guys will be fine. You'll be in the mix. You know uh, Frank Amarante, right? Uh, what? Do you know Frank Frank Amarante? I know who you're talking about. I do not know him personally. Uh, okay. You know, he, he posted something the other day where he said no, it was going to be a good draft and season long, you know, kind of above ADP. So that made me happy. So. That's great. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to post every person's name on the internet and say that they will finish above their ADP. <laughs> and then we'll see what people think at the end of the season when I'm retweeting all of them. Be like, told you, told you, because they're not going to remember that I tweeted all 1,000 players in the majors. I mean... I'll look really smart in six months. If you could fit that in in 140 characters, you are my hero. Uh, I will... What do you mean? I'll do the same tweet and just change the name over and over again. That's stupid. It's not stupid. It's I'm so stupid. In six months. What let's we got to talk about this in the NL East? I don't even care about the other divisions because they're just so wretched. After we, we did the West, do the Central real quick, which will take like three seconds to say that all the teams are going to have something wins. Like that's what's going to. This happen. is probably this is probably the division where you could say like Milwaukee won't win, right? Or you could say like. The favored team won't win. I, I'm I'm not taking Milwaukee with that pitching, but the Cubs could do this. The Cardinals could. The, the Cardinals probably will. They just always find a way to make themselves relevant. It's the disgusting. Cards, the Cards just got Arenado, and they're still going to be a 500 team. I yeah, and they're the and they're the third uh, projected team in the Central. Come on, I don't think so. And they brought back Yachty and Wainwright for a 17th season. Ah. Uh, so this is so this is a great debate, right? Nolan Arenado out of Coors Field. What's your what's your thoughts on that? Uh, Just Arenado is still a top ten player in the league. Doesn't matter. He's going to be great. This is what St. Louis does. They did it with Paul Goldschmidt. They did it with Mark McGuire a million years ago. Like they're really good at getting players late in their career, but before they fall off a cliff, and they're also good at having players right before they fall off said cliff like our Mr. Albert Pujols. Very true. Yeah, I, you know, getting... Uh, so good. Yeah, getting Paul Goldschmidt was was fantastic for them. They did have a, they did have to give up a good pitcher and Weaver to get him, but whatever, you make that trade. 
You make that trade. You're gonna have Goldschmidt and Arenado batting two and three or three and four. That's just so it's elite. What a little Matty Carp in the mix. Oh, got love that love Matty Carp. Uh, the the only the only guy left in the league that doesn't wear batting gloves. I'm gonna laugh so hard. So what? No. I fought so I did a two game parlay in the NBA tonight and I fought um I fought and it was two totals in basketball, so I did one over and one under and I thought that I put the the over on the one I wanted the under and vice versa, but no. No, sorry. That's all. That's all I got, Paul. Oh, rest of the NL East. Last thing. Washington Nationals, second place projected. Atlanta Braves, fourth place. What's up with that? Is the whole team just taking off this year? I when The Braves one was the one that, of all of the teams that stood out the most to me. Where I don't – the Braves didn't get worse. So how are they going to finish behind the Mets, the Nats, and the Phillies? Like the Braves literally nothing changed. And they were vying for the division title last year and the year before. Yep. Didn't, they, didn't they make the, the NL championship last year? Or am uh, I mistaken? Uh, they did. They did. They lost to the Dodgers. And the, it's this it's literally the same team. So I that number, like if what I don't know what their over under number will be, but I think the eighty two number is wrong. And I'm I'm gonna take the Braves over once those numbers come out. And I this number just makes no sense to me. I think yeah. 85, 87, easy. Oh boy, oh boy. What um, what do you got going on here after? So, by the way, folks, uh, Paul and I are going to take a little bit of a break here. Uh, you know, just to give ourselves uh, some time, some time off to kind of refresh, recharge the batteries. And again, it's tough too. We're only doing a show once a week. You, uh, you know, we don't get to talk about each day's games. You know, if we talk about baseball tonight or i'm sorry if we talk about like basketball or something tonight it's gonna be tough to listen to tomorrow so you know everything's gonna be futures uh based and that kind of thing but uh what uh what we got going on here for in the next couple of weeks for me i thought i thought we were taking a break because because i have to move and i don't know if i'm gonna have the internet <laughs> well, no. I mean, again, I'm not saying like a lengthy one, but again, you know, maybe we do one show every two weeks. You know, again, like it's, it won't be once a week, but um, you know, we don't want to bore people to death with all the futures bets. So, well, I, I also know that you and I have talked about this, and we're going to try to get some more guests on with us. Um, obviously, we're just going to talk. We're going to tell stories. Um, I, I like great I, stories. I, no, I have this. I have this guy that I'm, I've been talking to forever. You're not going to know who he is. It doesn't matter until you talk to him where he used to work in like the world of bookies before everything was digital and legal. Some of the stories that he has, everyone on earth wants to hear them. They're unbelievable. Where like, that's just how things used to be. And now it's like, Oh, I just click on my phone. He's telling me he meets somebody on, on a parking lot under an overpass and leaves the bag for a dead drop. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, wait, what? Huh? You're a school teacher. What are you talking about? Jeez, that's a rough one. I got, I got some good guests like that. I, you know, after uh, you and I were working together, 
um, I did a, a pretty cool freelance job with somebody for a year and I was able to interview a lot of the different bookmakers and, uh, you know, just guys with really cool tools of betting, professional betters, that kind of thing. So I could probably reach out to a couple of these guys again. There's some good stories. Um, you know, a couple other guys I met out there through Twitter, haven't really had the chance to talk to uh, via interviews. So who knows? Maybe we get some other guys on here and make this. Maybe it will be a weekly thing if we get it. But we'll uh, we'll go back to the to the drawing board, retool, and get this thing back up and moving. Yes, sir. I still cannot believe that we made it through the entire football season. Not only that, but the box over Super Bowl. I mean, that's the best thing. You know, the best thing was that uh, that that the Giants didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> That was that was far more important than no okay so there were two two things that were very important this season number one was the Bucks winning the Super Bowl number two was the Jets blowing the number one pick and not getting <laughs> I know what do you, by the way what do you think they should do there at number two it's going to depend on what they think of Sam Darnold if you can trade him and get some nice pieces I say trade him uh, take either Fields or Zach Wilson. Um, you can also trade down and probably still get that offensive lineman from Oregon who's like a, a surefire yep. pro bowler. So, look, if they don't – if they keep Darnold, they have to take the offensive lineman whose name I'm just blanking on right now. Several. Uh, so, yes. So, it's that guy or you trade down and still might get him. Um, but, look – it's going to all depend on Robert Sala and his evaluation of Sam Darnold. And you got to trust the guy. He seems to know his stuff. Um, so we'll see, you know, a couple of years ago, Darnold went before Josh Allen in a draft and everybody thought he was going to be the first pick before Baker blew up. So, you know, the tools are there, but again, um, you'd think by year five, is that what he's going into? You'd see more flashes. Than just, oh, I think three. No, because really? aren't they in the the option year? So then maybe four. Let's see here. It doesn't matter. Like, look at the progression of Baker and look at the progression of Josh Allen. For sure, for sure. But I, I, I do think that the Jets haven't provided. Oh my God, I got the hiccups. I don't think the Jets have provided them with enough supporting cast. You know, great quarterbacks make the players around them better. He, yeah, he Patrick Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Come on, huh? Eli Manning made every tight end ever great. Yeah, you know. By the way, my boy, my new boy, Tom Brady, would have been nine and one in Super Bowls if it weren't for your boy Eli. Oh, stop! Stop! I'm just saying. Stop, stop. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta be a now. I gotta be a Brady lifer. You know. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, if if they if the team that lost the Super Bowl didn't lose it every year, they'd be the winner. <laughs> the king had uh, the queen had balls; she'd be the king. That's literally what you just said. You John Madden it. You know, if you gain ten yards, you get to you get to first down. Well, I just went, I just went, uh, Bill Cosby Jello doing doing John Madden there. That was bad. All good. All good. All right, folks, that'll do it. Uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll definitely keep you guys updated on the next time that we're on. You know, probably a couple of weeks. Let Paul get situated uh, there in his new spot. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are your Super Bowl champions. 
And uh, it, it's going to be awesome going forward for sure. Uh, make sure you follow us for the show at taking underscore sides. Follow myself out at 14a.wall. So you follow Paul at game day facts. Are you doing any more writing for uh, the game day? Yep. I'm going to do a bunch of off season stuff. I'm actually coming out with um, uh, 2021 uh, uh, MVP futures. Um, that'll be out next week. I'll be doing a bunch of future stuff, and then I'm going to start hitting on uh, fantasy baseball. We could definitely hit on that early and often. I know that you and I are both very into that. Hell yeah, absolutely. I'm definitely down. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's uh, get strong into that, and uh, we'll be back with you guys soon. Me, Paul, most of the internet. Big round. Peace. Oh, 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 oh,